trying to think. Are there? Can you think of like a big Alabama band? Oh, duh. Is Leonard Skinner from Alabama? They have a song called Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, that's true. Is that Leonard Skinner? That is Leonard Skinner. Oh, wow. Wow, well, I just feel dumb. I know. I'm not a big Southern rock person. Yeah, I like I like I do like some Leonard Skinner. Like, there's a couple yeah. songs that are pretty good. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you're like in a cover band, everybody wants you to play at least one of three. Freebird, Freebird. Um, what is that one? Um, Simple Man. Oh yeah, God play Simple Man. Yeah, you will. There will be a riot mm-hmm. in Someone the Middle East. Someone's mom drinks at yeah, you. You don't yeah. sing Simple then, Man for Alabama. Sweet, sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> I actually know that songs. <laughs> Like all the lyrics, so which one? Simple Man. Simple Man. Oh, yeah. Simple Man is a good song. A good yeah, song. yeah, yeah. I forgot they did that one. Yep. Yeah. It's like one of the better <laughs> ones. <laughs> Even God though it's damn just, it. it does make you immediately think of like, you know, middle-aged guy with like American Eagle jets coming out of his shirt. You know, oh right? yeah. And he's got I, a Budweiser. Makes yeah. me think of drunk beach people. Yep. Simple oh, yeah. kind of man like me. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of. All of the Midwestern weddings I've been to, which all take place at a VFW, yep. and they all play Leonard Skinner. I don't think you get to choose the music. I think the VFW chooses. I'm not sure. It's a, it's a VFW in uh, in Iowa where they want to be from Alabama. Where they kind of want to be from Alabama, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, honey child, no you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> they sing that love the governor part a little too hard for what it's about. <laughs> love the governor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that part is about the governor. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think it's about the governor like uh, going down with the protesters to keep the black kids from going in when they desegregated schools. I'm uh, pretty sure that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. And then Neil <laughs> Young was like, they're racist, and they're like, ah, fuck Neil Young. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interpreting this as a lyricist. I don't actually know. Yeah. <laughs> Not a music historian. <laughs> well, either. speaking of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Thank you. You're getting really good at your segues. I'm getting pretty good at segues, you know. <laughs> Again, I ride them. Ready to pounce. I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Under the Pendulum. I'm Chris Weber. Here, as always, is Heather Weber. Hello. And joining us for this episode is host of our parent show. Sister show. Or, sorry, sister, sister show. You're the parent, parent show. show. <laughs> <laughs> Take that again. <laughs> <laughs> host of our sister show, Everyday Lies. Hello there. Emily Siebold. I don't normally have an accent. I don't know why I bust in an accent sometimes. You know. Nervous laughter. <laughs> Here <laughs> under the pendulum, we welcome accents. That's true. Unfortunate ones. Bad. Really bad good, ones. Yes. Unfortunate. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard Chris's. Yeah. I try. I try. It's <laughs> hard. Yeah, we were playing charades a couple of weeks ago, and to describe to him an Irish accent, I was just like, you do, or it wasn't charades, it was something like that. I was just like, you do this accent really badly. And he was like, oh, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I know I want to get good at it though. You it's, know, hard. it's hard. It's, it's a tough one. It's There's a lot of nuance hard. to to it. You know? Oh yeah, rolling of the rolling of the tongue mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, <laughs> and Australian's very hard too. You gotta you yeah, gotta Australian's listen to the, the the beautiful singers on TikTok sing all the Irish songs. It's <laughs> awesome. 
They have beautiful voices. I'll just stick to Enya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's our 30th episode. Oh, my Woo! God. I know. We did it. We're, we're we 30 hung in, in there. 30-30. 30-30. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's, you know, it's a Congratulations, nice little Congratulations, you workaholics. We, you know, we try. You know, we try. We're doing, we're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Throw his hat at the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm done. We made it. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we thought we would take another jaunt into Legends and Hauntings. Yeah. Since we haven't really been there in a hot minute. No, we Sweet. haven't. Mm-hmm. And they're always so much fun. Yeah, they really are. So we we tried to figure out where to do a, a story or stories of hauntings. Usually we'll try to yeah. pick a state or a city. Yeah. And it seems like we've kind of started in all the places that we've lived in our life. Yes. Our yes, lives. we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So this episode, we'll, we'll be putting Alabama legends and ghost stories under the pendulum. Our place of birth. That's right. Ooh. Heather and I were both born in Alabama. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, um, this wouldn't work for Iowa ghost stories. It's just like, he appeared in the corn. <laughs> I don't know. There might be some pretty cool ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. He appeared in the corn and then he disappeared into the corn. I guess Children of the Corn <laughs> made corn oh, scary. Yeah. Children of so the Corn is pretty I mean, that's one of my favorite. We have uh, precedent for scary period. corn. My yeah. bet. <laughs> it can be done. I mean, those Midwesterners get pretty creative with their ghost stories they and do. their folklore. Mm-hmm. So, could be some pretty good yeah, ones. Yeah, I was just that shitty little kid who, like, friends weren't allowed to watch the same movies as me, so I just told them the plots to scary movies <laughs> that I was allowed to watch that they were not allowed to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> A story that I heard about corn that actually always stuck with me. One of our cousins told it to to us. Oh, I think. okay. So they were doing mushrooms out um, in a field somewhere. You well, know, that's it, your problem it, right there. Yeah, there and so it was go. right by a freshly cut corn field. So if you ever, you know, if you ever seen one, you know that the stock there's when they cut them, there's like spiky stalks mm-hmm. that still stick out of the oh, ground, yeah. and like they're they could be like pretty sharp. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. Yeah. So supposedly they were sitting by this freshly cut corn field. And some, and they were on mushrooms, and, and something spooked one of the, the their friend who just like was barefoot and just took off running um, across this freshly cut Terrible corn field. Idea. Oh, yeah, God. and I just uh, and then they're like, we never saw that person again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what? Um, or like, I never heard from them again. So I was just like, I, I mean, just that image, you know, it just, yeah. it just sticks with me, and like. Just like I don't know if that was just like a like a like pit of spikes type imagery. Yeah, like trips and falls, it gets fucking impaled. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you stuck with me. It's just it, it's about corn. I mean, they <laughs> have a lot of good ones. They didn't go find that person. <laughs> They're tripping, man. Was Is he it? even real? Yeah, it's true. Was he real? <laughs> I don't think I've ever tripped that hard. <laughs> I don't know. I saw the gates of hell open once, but I was never not like that person doesn't exist. <laughs> Whenever I was that fucked up there, I wasn't running anywhere. I, I That happened to me when I did Angel's Trumpet when I was younger. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah. It was like audiovisual hallucinations that are just oh like God. you think this person's like next to you. And then they disappear and you're like, oh, OK. Well, that's oh my normal. God. Call yeah. me a square. But that does not sound fun. No, it was awful. It no, was, I didn't. It was I've never done I, that. I one. would say to anybody yeah. thinking about trying them, do not do don't it. Do it. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, Kale did them too. Yeah, you're messing Ooh. with powers that you don't understand. He said he saw like a car crash under his desk. Oh, yep, yep. And uh, he t- went into his mom's room like while she was asleep, talking about baby on board. 
<laughs> was chasing the bathroom handle around. It was moving around on the door for like 20 minutes. <laughs> These new Ikea handles, damn it. I know. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about Alabama, not corn, not horrible, horrible corn stories. <laughs> 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 so yeah so uh alabama is it's an interesting place to find ghost stories and legends really because of the history of the deep south especially like you know slavery times civil war because of all of the horrible atrocities yeah all the horrible atrocities <laughs> yeah, yeah and all the right. horrible like you oh, know that. battles and you know you know through the civil war and yeah, I'm a bit of a skeptic, but I feel like if anything, if that is how that works, that means the whole South is just like a giant, supercharged football field of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that's far off. <laughs> <laughs> so one of Alabama's principal investments by the time it became a state in 1819 was in slavery. And when the Confederates lost in the Civil War in 1865... Alabama would be in political and economic turmoil following the war. Uh, through the federal government finally making them accept the 14th Amendment, <laughs> they had to force them to do it. Um, you know, but but that wouldn't end the racial tensions um, for like you know, just decades. Now. Yeah, until now <laughs> yeah. almost, yeah. It never ended, turns mm -hmm. out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but earlier on, the state circumvented the amendment like so many other southern states did by employing Jim Crow laws and, you know, treating black workers little better than slaves. Usually, like, they, they kind of worked them in a way where they were just, I mean, indentured servants still. Yeah. Yeah. They're the movie i can't remember the movie but like the one of the guys in the freed slaves like free free to do what yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was a problem because sometimes they'd find a you know work where you were getting paid well you know reasonably well from like more gets paid as well as a white guy but you know you were you were at least making like decent money for you and your family but then once you left that job it's like what are you going to do with it now you know yeah. I, I can't you know, no opportunities to, yeah to use exactly it. yeah mm -hmm. yeah well, you know, and Alabama is really famous because it was some of the, it had some of the biggest battlegrounds in the fight for civil rights um, in cities like Birmingham, Montgomery, and Selma. There was also like the centuries-long tensions between native groups and white colonizers, hundreds of years even before all this. Like I said, supercharged. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then you know, of course, the ultimate like forced removal of many of these groups, like the Cherokee, the Chickasaw, the Creeks, the Choctaw, and the Muskegees. I hope I'm saying that right. But those were some of like the big native groups in the time. And, you know, I mean, by the time the Indian Removal Act happened, um, there was like, I don't know, a very small percentage of them still left. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big old ghost soup. Yeah. Mm, nice old ghost. Oh, yeah. Negative mm, energy sweet, vortex. Sweet soup. God. Jesus. Yeah. Well, oh, I, is this what ectoplasm is made of? <laughs> I thought that was the Pure humidity. Hatred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, and I mentioned all the bad stuff, you know, because this is the stuff that's really going to fuel the legends and ghost stories um, that, you know, that you find. It's it's what we always talk about, how the past, the history, superstitions, social and political anxieties always color uh, regions, myths, legends, and ghost stories. So true. So, yeah, I mean, so that's why, and, and we'll see a little bit of everything in some of the stories we're going to tell. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Alabama. <laughs> but there'll be some fun. We're going to have some fun oh, along yeah, the way absolutely. here, too. <laughs> I'm going to put some of that 
fuzzy moss from the trees on my face. Oh, oh shouldn't do that. Prospector. Yeah, you're going to oh, get do that. mites all yeah, over your face. Oh, there's mites in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aww. <laughs> that's why they used to say like don't touch the moss because it's got like little bugs that live in it i'm and... glad you told because i definitely want to roll in that moss oh, oh so yeah don't do that fuzzy <laughs> at least that's how it was in florida yeah you know? i assume it's it's probably the same in alabama yeah <laughs> you're not you can't touch the grass in iowa even though it looks so nice and green that's how it is in florida man it makes you itchy as fuck mm. you, you oh, like yeah. can't roll around in the grass yeah it's it's really tough and sharp and yeah it's it's not like nice it's not really grass no (laughs) (laughs) note to self on the next vacation do not roll around in the in the tree moss gotcha i've been saying it for years everything in florida wants to kill you yes do not underestimate florida (laughs) (laughs) don't swim unless you're in highly populated areas with other people swimming around you Mm -hmm. Mm because the gators and the snakes and I mean, not to say they're not around anyway when there's a lot of people around, but, you know, you have a fighting chance. Gators, snakes, invasive pythons, Florida man. Yep. <laughs> All the reasons to just, just be safe in Florida. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, you want to take the take the first story? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to mention also that uh, we drew a lot of our um, source from Catherine Windham's 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. Yeah, this was the one, this was the source that you found uh, the most when you were doing the research. Right. Like, and like, like her book came up. Uh, yeah. All, like, I don't know, God, like 70% of my searches like, and came up with her. Yeah. And it's so funny because mom bought each one of us three a copy of this book and, mm-hmm. and like gave it to me to to like distribute so we each have our own little copy i know (laughs) yeah and i mean there was a a bunch of other sources i mean there were a few that i pulled i think you did too Mm -hmm. um so you'll be able to find those in the footnotes um in the episode description yep if you want to check out more about it oh heck yeah always follow the sources always Always. follow the sources (laughs) (laughs) what does it mean So my first story is going to be about the Eliza Battle, the ghost steamboat. Choo-choo. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> boo boo <laughs> <laughs> So the Eliza Battle is a tragic story and was the biggest maritime disaster in Alabama history. On her last voyage in 1858, she claimed the lives of 33 people. Ooh. Yeah. And as with any good bit of folklore, there is a warning. It is said, if you see the ghosts of the Eliza battle aflame on the Tom Bigby River, tragedy is imminent. So, like, I shouldn't put it out or do like, no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what's that last line? If you see the ghost of the Eliza battle aflame on the Tom Bigby River, tragedy is imminent. So if you see a flaming ghost ship, bad things are going to happen? That's right. Wow. (laughs) Nothing gets past that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. That would just be. Every episode of Scooby-Doo has prepared me for this. (laughs) Go on. I'm ready. So built in 1852 in Indiana, the Eliza Battle was a luxury steamboat that ran her route along the Tom Bigby River between Columbus, Mississippi and Mobile, Alabama. She was a lovely side wheel steamer mm. that would entertain passengers and carry cargo. 
Ah, uh, yes, she was a steamer. She was yeah, a she steamer. Was. Beautiful uh, steamship. She's a beautiful steamer. Steamer of a boat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so on February 28th, 1858, Eliza Battle was carrying 60 passengers, a crew of 45, and approximately 1,200 to 14 bales of cotton, depending on what Ooh. source you look at. Yeah, that's a. It's a, it's a lot that's a, of that's a lot of a money. Box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, not only a tinder box, it's like a lot of value. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, yeah, because cotton is not easy to to harvest. So she left. Hence the slavery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if only yes. I could subjugate a group of people to do the work for me. Oh man, mm. that's. Yeah. <sighs> terrible. It's the American way. <laughs> So with this cargo, she left Columbus and headed toward Mobile. The Eliza Battle had two bands and a calliope on board for entertainment. There was lively music for the passengers, dancing, and everyone was having a wonderful time, unaware of the worsening conditions outside. It's funny if, if you don't notice it, it's like it's not happening. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so on that cold day... A strong northern wind had blown in, and the temperature had fallen nearly 40 degrees in the span of a few hours. The river was flooded to a higher level as well, but this was a normal occurrence for the winter months and still is. However, this made certain navigation points invisible to the captain, and as the night pressed on, rain which turned to snow blew in with the strong winds. These combined factors concerned the captain, and would add complications to the impending disaster. In the early hours of May 1st, it was discovered that some bales of cotton had caught fire. No one is sure of how this happened, but it induced a panic among the passengers of the Eliza battle as the blaze grew with each passing moment. Well, it was the May 1st bale of cotton burning festival. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't just not do it. That's true. They're on the water. I don't see the problem. No. <laughs> yeah. There's water all around us. So, I mean, what's going to go wrong? I mean, <laughs> it's all the water you could want. Yeah. Access to the lifeboat was blocked by the flames, and the situation was getting out of hand quickly. The frightened passengers began to abandon ship, jumping into the icy waters of the Tom Bigby. Cotton bales that hadn't yet burned were thrown overboard and used as impromptu rafts. Some people started to swim toward shore and grabbed onto the almost completely submerged treetops to try and hang on against the current and wait for rescue. However, many people drowned or succumbed to the icy conditions. Catherine Windham writes, From the darkness came pitiful cries for help and prayers for deliverance. There were other sounds, too. The heavy splashes of frozen bodies dropping into the river from the trees. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. The Eliza battle sank to the bottom of the Tom Bigby, and her hull is beneath the river to this day. Now, legend has it that sightings of the burning boat have been witnessed along the river on stormy nights. It is also said the sounds of lively dance music, with the victims' screams accompanying it, can be heard coming from the phantom steamboat. Jesus. I know. <laughs> you can't tell my heart. But whether these ghostly accounts can be believed or just an integral part of Alabama folklore is of no consequence. The Eliza Battle disaster was a very real tragedy, and its memory lives on in these Tom Bigby River stories. 
So were there any like disasters that happened? Because it said like disasters imminent if you see it. Um, yeah, you know, there, I didn't did see they, any oh, mention okay. of specific uh, disasters oh, or, okay. or bad things happening. I think yeah. it's just one of those uh, ways that folklore. <laughs> if just you kinda... see it, buckle your seatbelt and things <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't know is she has like a like a wall downstairs where she's red taped it all together, but she can't prove that they <laughs> saw it there. <laughs> Like Mothman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I think it's just if you see the Eliza battle on the river and she's a flame, something bad's going to happen. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. I seen it with my own eyes. I have my uncle. <laughs> I wonder how many river boats have gone up in flames and they're just like, oh, that was the ghost of that one. And they just like, don't <laughs> even think it happens. You Quite know possible. it was. You know it was. <laughs> That was Eliza. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a cool one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Was it pretty big? I mean. Yeah. That it, sounds it, like it was pretty. pretty it was pretty large. big. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. it 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 had you know like a hundred over a hundred people on board and mm. um and all the all the cotton, cotton. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and like there was a ballroom apparently where people could dance and yeah so it had to be pretty large yeah that's crazy man. She's apparently a, a beautiful and yeah, grand ship. Yeah, there's a lot ship. of uh, mm. <laughs> her a <her> big load. <laughs> big old paddle. Oh. Big old, oh, big old stern. Yeah. So it was a riverboat or was it like a freighter? It was, it was a riverboat, yeah. That's, that seems like a lot of people for a riverboat. Because we had one, like an old one, parked uh, at our riverfront in my hometown. And it just like... Put that many people on a boat like that is so freaking dangerous. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's a it might as well be a balsam raft <laughs> because it's it's like not state of the art technology. And it worked on steam power too, so there mm-hmm. had to be complications with that as well, pressure buildup and right. overheating and things like that. Like yeah, a, the, yeah, the furnace. You it's know, like gotta, the Batman mm-hmm. was a wooden roller coaster. You would expect it to just like fly off the end. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess, uh, yeah, we'll move on. So this is the death of William Bill Skato and the hole that won't stay filled. The hole that won't stay filled. Mm. I think I saw a porno called that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys I wasn't going to do this. That we are not whoring ourselves out on Spotify. <laughs> Times are not that tough yet. <laughs> so we don't know a lot about the life of William Bill Skato, Skato, and the reasons for his hanging are disputed. So the story we have is put together from scant historical records and hearsay that have come down to us through generations from the legend. Um, yeah, because I did a lot of trying to like cross-reference things and... Right. It, it was yeah. It was it was a little conflicting, or there wasn't a lot. So yeah, and and even with the Eliza battle account, um, it uh, Catherine Winham's story is a like a fictionalized account. Sure. Yeah. She's she claims to have drawn from you know newspaper articles, but mm-hmm. yeah, she she definitely put her own little flair on a lot of these stories. Yeah. You know, and also something to be said about records, you know, I mean, definitely towards the end of the Civil War, as the Union Army was like raiding um, through the South, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they burned a lot of courthouses and they burned a lot of sure. like other buildings that did help did 
hold records. So yeah, you know, that's that's definitely one reason we might to explain why we have such scant, yeah, you know, records about certain things. You know, it's just like maybe you'll find a piece here, a piece there, but it right. really you never get the complete story. Yeah, it's so. like word of mouth mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. What we do know, though, is that Scato was a Methodist minister living and preaching in Newton, Alabama. So no one can seem to agree on where he was from. Some say he was born in Spain and came to Alabama as a child, while others maintain that he was born somewhere in Dale County. But what we do know is that he was born in 1818. Okay. And he was a fixture in the county, and he lived in Newton, Alabama. So he married and had seven children. So he was slanging more than the gospel, if you know what I mean. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Being fruitful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fruitful <laughs> multiply. Doing his Christian duty. <laughs> That's a lot of missionary sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Threw a hole in the sheet. <laughs> so around the time of Skato's execution in 1864, the Civil War had already been raging for three years. And as the Union Army pressed further into the South, northern Alabama became an important foothold as a Union supply line ran through that part of the state to help kind of fund and, and keep the soldiers, you know, stocked and well-fed. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no one knows for sure what exactly prompted Skato's arrest and his subsequent execution. Oh. Uh, one story is that Skatos was serving in the Confederate Army and had received news that his wife, Sarah, was very ill back home. He left his unit and went back to care for her. And this, of course, is desertion. Oh. Mm. And when word arrived to his superiors that he had left his post, they tracked down Bill and tried him for desertion. Oh, shit. And the ruling and punishment was death by hanging. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. He's just trying to help his lady. I know. It's it's, it's fucking makes it so tragic. Jesus Christ. Another version. Fuck them kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Our country. Our country. They are kindling for the South. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was just like. They felt very noble doing it, too. Sure. It's like, you know, this hurts us just as much as it hurts you. Or it's going <laughs> to hurt your family. <laughs> and they won't desert when it's time for them to serve. Mm-hmm. The OG bootlickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another version of the story is that Bill did not even serve in the Confederate Army. And he remained at his position as a preacher during the war. But this story says that Bill was possibly assisting a group of pro-Union rebel fighters. Ooh. And this is the reason for his hanging. Ooh, that he got no-no. caught colluding with these rebels. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not necessarily better, but, you know. Yeah, I, either story paints him in a... In a in a good light, kind of, you know, like right. like it's either either his his sense of loyalty to his family over Confederate ideologies yeah. was, you know, was his main driver or that he was assisting Union efforts right. to abolish slavery and stuff. So either way, he's he's painted in a good light. Uh, it, and depending on what side of the road you're standing on. Sure, but exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either way, what we do know is that the Home Guard, which was a group of soldiers and vigilantes who were policing southern communities, had arrested Bill near the Choctawatchee River on December 3rd, 1864. I would bet money that those dudes were KKK. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Some, some, something, yeah. Something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Some crazy radical you group. You think you can help the Yankees, boy? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were just going around like... The first incarnation mm-hmm. of Cotton Hill. <laughs> the guy who tracks him down. <laughs> 
Sorry, go on, Chris. No, you're fine. I was going to try to do a cotton impression, but I'm not even going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So the leader of this group, Captain Joseph Breer, had recently captured and lynched several men in the area, either for desertion or treason. But whatever the truth, they sentenced Bill to hang. The men beat the preacher and made him crawl around on the sand while they made the noose, as several sources say. Interesting. They tied the noose around a tree branch, picked up the reverend, and put the noose around his neck. They set him on a stool or a box and kicked it out, only to discover that the very tall preacher's weight bet the branch, allowing his feet to touch the ground without strangling Skato. It was a miracle! (laughs) Which is really big. (laughs) So the shorter Confederate soldiers, frustrated, (laughs) dug a hole beneath Skato so that his feet would have enough space to dangle. And, you know, and then he would be hung to death. Get a higher tree branch, they dug a hole... Yeah, I thought the exact here. same thing. I was like, "Why did they just tie it to a higher we'll branch?" A different tree. We're gonna dig a hole. Can you imagine all the aggressive, like huffy puffy digging that was going on right below him? And he's like, "God damn, <laughs> son of a bitch, <laughs> mom, make me dig a hole for he." <laughs> and he's just like standing there tapping his foot. <laughs> right, like they should. You're, you're in terror because they're trying to hang you but you're also like spitefully being like yeah fuck you dig that hole. <laughs> yeah but it worked and, and they did hang him to death oh, damn. Yeah. so they took his body down to be brought back for burial and the hole was not filled right away but over the next century many would try to fill the hole only to return the next day and find that all the dirt trash or whatever they had used to fill the hole had been emptied out leaving it just as it was when Skato was hanged. Spite hole. Yeah, spite hole. <laughs> spite hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spooky spite. Spooky spite. <laughs> so locals believe that it is the spirit of Skato leaving the hole unfilled to remind them of his gruesome and unjust end. Mm. The hole is no longer there. What? It was washed out by a flood in 1990 and is now covered by concrete supporting a bridge right over the spot. What? Yeah. How are you going to How are you going to build over that? Got to build I a bridge, man. I'd uh-huh. like to start a Patreon where people donate for us to do ground penetrating radar to find out definitively <laughs> if the hole is still there. I'm not Spite hole. Spite hole. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spite hole. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag spite. Anytime you need to do something spiteful. Hashtag spite hole. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good metal band. Name. Like yeah, spite hole. Spite hole, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, but this didn't stop the spot from being an attraction for tourists and locals alike. Of course. And this is also not the end of the story. <laughs> it is said that before Breer and his men hung Skato, they asked if he had any last words, and he asked if he could say a prayer. It was not for his own soul, though. It was a prayer for the souls of Breer and his men. And most of the men present there would die not too long after (gasps) the execution, and they would die under strange circumstances. Roses are red, violets are blue, God is my daddy, so hey, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Verbatim. Amen. <laughs> is that from Paul? I don't have. What is that from? <laughs> so in 
So Captain Breer was out riding in some bad weather when a falling tree limb struck him off his horse, and he died, presumably from the fall or from the tree limb hitting him. Bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch. Spite hole. <laughs> the man who was said to have uh, been the one who dug the hole was found dead in a swamp, and his death remains unknown. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Spite hole. Spite hole. <laughs> Two more of the group died in strange accidents. One was struck by lightning, and the other died when his mule bucked him off and the fall killed him. Spite hole. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> spite hole. Oh, <laughs> but legend says that their deaths were Skato's retribution from beyond the grave. Ooh. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's He's like pretty an cool. Old-timey Freddy Krueger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my spite hole, bitch. Welcome to spite hole, bitch. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So, yeah, that was. That's that's great. Oh, I'm so bummed that they covered it. That seems just. Yeah, I know. That's... Well, there there is a plaque uh, that was erected by the local historical oh, society, good. and you can actually find his grave. Uh, there's a there, there's a tombstone oh, of shoot. his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, Reverend, uh, yeah, Reverend Skato's grave. Yeah, do they have to get rid of the hole because like people kept getting in it and like posing? <sighs> you know, I, I don't. I mean, it sounded like it just fucking got washed out, and then they're like, "Well, you know, we need to build this fucking bridge, so fuck it." Yeah, you know, it was Dang. like gone. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess if it got washed out, what does but, it but, matter? But the spot is like it supposedly is like right on the outside of this uh, of this support, mm-hmm. you know, concrete okay. column. So, uh, yes, I mean, so they have the plaque there and people can actually go and, like, see the spot. But see it's just, where the, the hole hole's was. not there anymore, yeah. Yeah. So, bummer. bummer. Yeah. yeah. That's the pretty last cool, act though. of Spite Hole to spite disappear hole. in spite of you. <laughs> <laughs> spite Hole. <laughs> the ultimate just revenge. ghostly middle fingers. That's cool. I don't know if I've um, heard something quite like that before. Yeah, I hadn't heard. Uh, yeah, it was it was a cool one. I hadn't heard anything like yeah. that one either. Yeah, that is the yeah that was my first encounter with a ghostly hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and we don't know what happened to his wife and kids. What happened to them? Who cares? Yeah. They just kept digging out the hole. Yeah. It was them the whole time. Like I said, they're kindling for the Confederate war machine. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it didn't go well for them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, um, since we're there and talking about it, um, gay marriage has been legal longer than the Confederacy was a thing. So happy Pratted, y'all. <laughs> Fuck them. That's great. <laughs> we got them again. You lost, you lost. Spite hole. You really, really lost. Spite hole. <laughs> Spite hole. <laughs> <laughs> Done fucked up. Spite hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one I'm going to talk about is the ghost of Sloss Furnaces. This is a good cool one. Yeah. So this story takes place in Birmingham. Woo! Now, at the now historic landmark, the Sloss Furnaces. I gave a woo because that's uh, near where Heather and I were born. Yeah, Fairfield, baby. Fairfield. And there's a Fairfield everywhere, so, like, anyone could join in on this woo. That's right. All you Fairfield babies, woo it up. Woo. (laughs) I'm just going to give a brief background of the furnaces. 
So following the Civil War, Birmingham was built up by Southern entrepreneurs due to the rich mineral resources in the surrounding areas. The resources to produce iron were all here, and this would prove to be big business in the coming years for Birmingham. Merchant and railroad man, Colonel James Withers Sloss, was an important person in the founding of Birmingham. Wait, real colonel or self-appointed colonel? You know, I... I you never know. You d- <laughs> I mean, I imagine he was a colonel. He was a real colonel, but Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't really uh, question question him on that. So, an era rampant in fake colonels. So, yes, I used to work with a fake colonel. My name is Colonel Slouse. There's still fake colonels. Oh yes, yes. I'm a colonel. (laughs) Are you just about to tell me you worked at KFC in high school or something? (laughs) No, no, it was a. this this weird ass place I used to work at. It was like a like an auction house place. Oh no, I'm sorry. He wasn't a colonel. He was the captain. He was a fake captain. Okay, yeah. Okay, sorry. Another name. You don't have to have any credentials <laughs> to get. Gotcha. I'm a captain. That's yeah. <laughs> sorry. I I always get those two mixed up. The captain. When of I the think spite about hole, that guy, right? the SS spite hole. Yeah. yeah. SS spite <laughs> so merchant and railroad man. Colonel James Withersloss was an important person in the founding of Birmingham as he convinced the L&N Railroad Company to complete rail lines through this mineral-rich area, the Jones Valley. In 1880, he founded the Sloss Furnace Company, which was a large blast furnace facility that produced many tons of pig iron, or crude iron, from ore. Uh, I was wondering what pig iron was. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like a crude form of iron. I was mm. wondering that as well. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> These are the old-timey hogs that ate people, though. They're not, not the cute little pigs <laughs> that we keep in our homes today. Oh. On a pig iron. <laughs> <laughs> so this facility was in operation from 1882 to 1971 and provided pig iron to many cities across the country. Now, as you can imagine, this line of work was very laborious and very dangerous. The hot Alabama summers would bring the temperature in some parts of the facility to 120 or even 150 Ooh, degrees. God. Oh, I just Fuck got sticky. That. Yeah, I know. It just automatically. Yeah. And that's like humid Ugh. heat down there, yeah. too. It's oof, mm. horrible. Yeah. I've uh, been working out just in like, you know, yeah. like high 90s, 100s. Oh, that's fucking in, brutal. Like, desert climate. Yeah. Yeah. But like 120, 150, I, I, I think I'd, I would just pass out. Oh, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of them did. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Working conditions were so brutal that only the most poor and desperate of workers, often newly arrived immigrants, would go to work at the furnaces. Accidental deaths were a near commonality. These ranged from succumbing to carbon monoxide poisoning to scalding steam pipe bursts to falling into molten iron or falling to death from high catwalks. This is why we have OSHA, y'all. Yeah. yeah. This is why we have unions and labor rights and all of this, because like yeah. people died before we made those rules. Yeah. So one horrific account is that of a man on his lunch break. He sat a bit too close to a large flywheel that po- powered a boiler. His clothing got caught in its gears, and he was slowly dragged into the flywheel and crushed between the gears. Jesus. Witnesses said, with each a revolution of the wheel, a little less of the poor man oh, was left. Oh, Jesus. That is fucking... Brutal. Brutal. Oh, man. Holy yeah. shit. Imagine the sound. 
I don't oh think I would God. recover from the sound alone, let alone no. the sight. No. Oh. You know, it's so funny because we talk about, like, war PTSD and stuff, but what about, like, early industrial factory PTSD? Jesus. You know, like, like, when there was very little regulation, huge just manual machinery that you needed people to, like, get up in and shit yeah. to, to, you know, to maintain its... No, like, God. safety protocols either. It was just kind of, like, yeah. winging it. Yeah, it's all kind of new. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we shouldn't get that close to that thing again, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets that now. <laughs> you <laughs> remember old Skeeter. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like meatpacking is supposed to be really dangerous. I'll bet those people have PTSD from it. Oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Imagine like a wrong move and you're just you just get crushed by a side of beef. Yeah. Somebody whacks your arm off. Yeah. That's it's hilariously tragic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the bloopers wheel to that, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird whistling and shit. <laughs> that banana slipping across the floor, but, it, <laughs> but it's just like a guy sliding on beef. <laughs> and he cracks his head open and dies. Oh, it's like guy's arms getting fed into a machine. It's crushing. There's like, like a laugh track. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a fucking terrible. That's awful. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> so our main story concerns a devious character, a Mr. James Slag Wormwood. Is that Wormwood? name real? Y- yes. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Well, what, what was the guy uh, from um, fuck, uh, Charlie and Chalk Factory? Slughorn? Uh, Slugworth? Slugworth, Slugworth, yes. Yes. Slugworth. (laughs) His nickname was Slag, so James Wormwood. Mr. James Slag makes children cry Wormwood. (laughs) Slag is the the byproduct of iron work, like the toxic shit that comes off and bubbles off. Oh, that's right, yeah, Slag, yeah. Slag. I did not know that. So that's like... That's like a deep burn on whatever his face is. They're basically <laughs> yeah. calling him the excrement of ironwork. It's fitting then. Yeah, he... Very like, fitting. I'm sure he likes it. <laughs> so in the early 1900s, Slag was the graveyard shift foreman who was an absolute tyrant. The workers lived on site in cramped housing facilities and could be called to work at a moment's notice under Slag's watch. Now, Slag loved to impress the higher-ups, and in order to achieve this... He did all he could to speed up production, at the expense of his some 150 workers. He forced these men, who worked 12-hour shifts, to take dangerous risks in these already unforgiving conditions. Just keep climbing the furnace. Get it out. I don't know what you're so afraid of. <laughs> Ooh, my fingers hurt. Oh. Your face is going to hurt. Oh, you it's in a there. thousand degrees in there. Oh. <laughs> Slag was also a mean son of a bitch. And on top of this, no breaks or holidays were given to the workers. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Slag's not going to give you, you know, PTO time. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a little bit. (laughs) Or even unpaid. Yeah. (laughs) Workers' comp, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Imagine trying to explain. Still got your feet, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine trying to explain to to these, like, dudes from two centuries ago, like, family leave and workman's comp. Oh, yeah. They'd be <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> what? Y- y- the workers are the p- p- people? <laughs> pe- pe- people? Workers are p- 
sheep? No, impossible. I'm sorry, I don't follow. That's gobbledygook in my mouth. I don't know what it means. Like a foreign language. (laughs) And accidents were a common occurrence. And during his watch, 47 workers were lost to the factory. And an untold many more were left in such bad shape, they were unable to work again. So I was looking up um, Alabama uh, Civil War battles, like ones that had taken... You know, just yeah. if there was like a really bloody one. This was more casualties than a lot of those. <laughs> a yeah. Lot of, wow. A and lot actually, of those, like, there, a lot of them are skirmishes. Right. There was a few battles, mm. but it was mostly skirmishes. But like 47 was, would have been high for a lot of the ones that took place. So yeah. That's like crazy to think about. Right. And it was, it was a lot more than any other foreman like that worked there. Yeah. Before or since. Yeah. If you look at the pictures, it, it looks insane. It's brutal. Yeah. It, it's, I would love to go tour it sometime. Yeah, it me looks too. creepy. Yeah, it does look super creepy. <laughs> like, Mr. Slag, why do workers keep losing arms on your watch? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not working hard enough, I guess. Because they just can't hold on to him. That's why everybody loves me. And he just stands there and beats a guy with his own arm. He's like, oh, quit hurting yourself. Quit hurting yourself. Oh, that's oh. so Slag. <laughs> so in 1906, Slag was at the top of Big Alice, the tallest blast furnace. He somehow lost his footing and plunged into a pool of melted iron ore, where his body was immediately melted and consumed. Now, the workers reported that he must have gotten lightheaded from the methane gas that the iron produced and fell because of this. However, that may not have been the case. It is speculated that what actually happened is that the workers were so sick of his shit that they plotted to kill (laughs) Slag. (laughs) It is thought that Slag did not accidentally fall, but was pushed to his death Mm -hmm. by fed-up workers. Mm -hmm. Despite this suspicion... None of the employees were ever brought to trial. Now, it should be noted that Slag's actual existence is a topic of debate, but we'll carry on as if he were a real person. Yeah, it's more fun. Yes. <laughs> now, after Slag's death, weird occurrences started happening at Sloss Furnaces. Workers would talk of a strange presence around the factory, where they would either see or feel something unnatural. In 1926, a night watchman was conducting his shift. He was alone in the facility and doing his rounds. According to the watchman, he sustained injuries after he was pushed from behind and was told by a deep, angry voice to get back to work. He searched all throughout the grounds and could not find another person around anywhere. I am working, sir. In 1947, three supervisors were missing in action and the facility was searched. All three were found unconscious in a locked boiler room. After they awoke, they were unable to recall how they got there. However, they all remembered a man with grotesque burnt skin that advanced toward them and yelled, Push some steel! In 1971, just before Sloss closed its doors, another night watchman, Samuel Blumenthal, was doing his rounds. He was approached by what he described as a half-man, half-demon. The entity attempted to push Blumenthal up the plant stairs. Blumenthal refused and was attacked by the demon man. When the doctor examined the beaten watchman, it was found he had severe burns all over his body. Besides these specific examples, there have been other paranormal reports throughout the years at Sloss Furnaces. The sounds of screams have been heard. 
steam whistles have gone off on their own. Dark shapes have been seen, and the odd physical attack by an unknown force have all been reported. Because of this hotbed of activity, Sloss has been featured on television shows, such as Fox's Scariest Places and Airline. (laughs) And it has been a favorite location for numerous teams of paranormal investigators. And if you go to uh, FrightFurnace.com, there's a whole page of videos of like different investigations and coverages that they've done at Sloss Furnaces. So that's pretty cool. Did the ghost hunters go there? Oh, yeah. Um, try, try come, find me, yeah come on, try to find me, Slag. Yeah, come on, try to find me. Come on, bro. I think they do. You know, I'm going to ha- I, I, I'm almost sure I saw them on there. Yeah. Yeah. Big Sloss, bitch. Come on, find me. <laughs> <laughs> so today's Sloss Furnaces is a tourist attraction, and you can tour through the facility. Um, the grounds also hosts an outdoor movie theater, a roadkill cafe, and a haunted house and trail experience. Oh, that's fun. I know. That's fun. I totally want to go. My, what a lovely facility of death. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the ghost of Sloss Furnaces. Yeah, man, I, 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 I had read that one and it was uh, it was a cool one. Yeah. The, the pictures are really crazy because it's like that early industrial machinery yes. everywhere. And it just looks like you're like, God, I... That's what I think hell probably looks like, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of some, some weird Early industrialized America. It. Yeah. It's definitely hell for some, that's for sure. I, I don't think I could walk through it without somehow hurting myself. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> that seems uh, yeah, absolutely impossible. I wouldn't last two minutes. I'm so oh, clumsy. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely looks like some post-apocalyptic shit. Yeah, it is really cool looking, though. I'd love to yeah. visit it sometime. Me too. Definitely have to go. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So my last story is, well, actually, I guess it's the last story. Yep. This is The Face in the Pickens County Courthouse. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. So of all the stories of the supernatural and ghosts, one of the most famous is The Face in the Pickens County Courthouse. It is said that one can see a face imprinted on the glass of the highest front window. <laughs> they even have an arrow that's pointing at the pane of glass on the front of the building where the face <laughs> is supposed to be. <laughs> so, like, they fucking leaned super hard into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, just in case you want to see it. <laughs> Creepy window pane! <laughs> yeah. Well, supposedly you're supposed to be able to see it, like, um, during the day and stuff. Oh, or, that's you neat. know, like, at certain times. Yeah. Just like the Clearwater Virgin Mary. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. <clears throat> yeah. Someone shot that out with a BB gun. Oh, that's such a shame because that thing was. I know. That was such a slice of cheese I, it perfection. Really was. It was. I just loved that, it. God came down and touched this little bit of Clearwater, Florida. This car dealership window. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing that on something, something cheesy when I was a kid, like top 10 miracles or some some show like that. Praise God, I will buy a Honda. I used to drive past it every single day. Uh, I used to live just a couple blocks from it. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Did you have to drive around all of the prostituting people? Uh, I mean, you could see the chairs assembled in front of it. Yeah, it it became, uh, it it basically became a church. Like, yeah. Yeah, people people would have, they'd hold services inside and like people would come from all over the world to look at this fucking water stained piece of glass. That just slightly resembled the figure of the Virgin Mary. Yeah, it was huge, toast. though. I mean, yeah, the yeah, image it was, big. was yeah. really large. Yeah, yeah. 
was it was amazing. There was a dog <laughs> on online whose butt went viral for for having like the the shape of Jesus. And it and like Jesus's face was his little butthole. I wonder if they sold that dog. Oh man, probably. <laughs> Hell no, that dog's Nobody a cash was, cow, man. <laughs> Jesus butthole dog. I'm gonna take that dog on tour. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, is that not where you wanted Jesus to appear <laughs> in a butthole? Sounds right. Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Please fart my face, Jesus dog, to kill this cancer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I bet they kept the dog, and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> they just feed it a lot of, like, beans and stuff. Oh, and, oh no. <laughs> Poor dog. Good boy. Oh, I'm sure the dog's so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's actually, he's like, wow, people sniff my butt now. <laughs> that's how he knows he's made Man. it. 2020, huh? <laughs> 2021, huh? <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah. COVID really made some true believers out there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there are some different versions of the tale, but this is the one that's the most common. So on November 6, 1876, the Pickens County Courthouse in Carrollton burned down for the second time. The first time had been in 1865 as Union soldiers burned their way through parts of the South, including Alabama, at the end of the Civil War. The second courthouse was said to have been a point of pride for the town as they had all pitched in to rebuild it. But when it burned down for the second time in 1876, tensions were high. Mm. The townsfolk began to direct their ire against Henry Wells, a freed black man who lived on the outskirts of town. In 1878, he was arrested for the arson, along with other charges, and taken to the courthouse. An easy target that we just like to get rid of. Yep. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But as word spread through the town that Wells, the man who was supposedly responsible for the fire, was being held at the courthouse, a mob began to form outside. They began to demand that Wells be handed over to them. Oh, brother. The sheriff told Wells to go up into the attic and stay quiet. As Wells was up in the attic, listening to the crowd below grow angrier, he looked out the window. He called out to the townspeople, I am an innocent man. If you kill me, I will haunt you and you will see my face forever. Oh, shit. Just as the last words left his mouth, a bolt of lightning struck near the window, lighting up his face in the glass. The mob, now knowing where he was, broke into the courthouse and got into the attic. They dragged Wells outside, beating him and shouting curses at him. He protested his innocence, but they lynched him anyway. Oh dear. The next day, as the townspeople walked past the courthouse, they were unsettled to see the face of Wells imprinted in the glass, staring down at the town. It was believed that the strike of lightning near the window had imprinted Wells's face in the glass. Mm. Others say that it is the ghost of Wells peering down at the town so that they never forget what they had done. The face is said to still be there to this day, um, no matter how much they've tried to wash it over the years. Wow. One story says that a violent storm um, broke out all of the windows in the courthouse except for the, fa- the pane that had the face of Wells. Ooh, spooky. And, you know, the story has some truth to it, but some of the details are conflicting. 
there was a black man named Henry Wells who was arrested and tried for the burning of the courthouse. Um, a news report said that he was an outlaw responsible for other robberies and crimes in the area. Okay. So we can all imagine how, you know. Yeah. Wells was said to have been shot in a confrontation with police and arrested. He died a few days later after confessing to the courthouse arson. But we, of course, should be very skeptical of this, as yeah. forced confessions were often used as justifications to lynch black folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is very plausible, as that the false charge that it was false charges, as like 15 black people were lynched in Pickens County alone over a 40-year period, and that's like a really high number. Uh, uh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that's pretty fucking One's crazy. One's too many. <laughs> yeah. One's too many, but 40 is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, so, like we can only imagine, like, all the other crimes against black people that were not reported at all. Yeah. And this, you know, very well could have just been a, you know, some trumped up charges to re- relieve some of the anger that was in the town because the courthouse burned down. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, the story of the, like, the Emmett Till murder? It was just like... The woman said that this 14-year-old boy yes. hit on her, which is gross enough, to yeah. be honest. And then it and said, like, some shit like, I I date white women up north and, you know, how about a date or whatever. And it turns out that this poor kid, who is 14, and I'm going to guess, like, most 14-year-olds, all knuckles. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, goofy and and weird because they're kids do, doing puberty things. Yeah, sure. So, like, I can't imagine that he was smooth anyway, but then his mom said he actually had a speech impediment. It wouldn't yeah. have been capable of saying those things. Mm-hmm. And that woman who accused him a couple years, like, they went nuts. Like, that's all it took was, like, yeah. a comment. And they created a frenzy. blew up and murdered this child about it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah I did hear about and that And didn't one, she yeah. just a few years ago confess that she made it all that up? she made it up, yeah. She did. Cool. I hope she fucking cool. It's, it's just like mm. it's you could you could just you could be like that guy looked at me funny and they'll they'll try to hang him. But it just yeah. seems like how it was then. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe that, now I don't know. I'm not a southerner. No, no, but no, day, that that was like, like Jesus Christ. I mean, that was like that white paranoia, right? Like, like even during Little slavery, that not Jesus only would Christ. slaves like rise up and overthrow all the you know the white people. Yeah. Um, but it was it was like using white women as a like I don't know as a be like. Well, if, if if they're ever free, they're gonna come after the white women. Yeah. They're gonna come after. We gotta protect the white women. Oh you know? my yeah, god! Yeah. It's just, yeah, so it's, stupid. Yeah, dude, it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, the South. <laughs> so I mean, unfortunately, like we'll never really know the truth to Wells's story. Yeah. yeah. But the face of Wells is in the window. Um, and it remains a constant reminder of the brutal past of white supremacy and racism in the South. And Wells stares out onto the town, never letting it forget its wicked past. That's yeah. one of those things that's like, it's so true on so many different accounts that it's now like, it's now a story. It's now a legend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. I mean, anytime you look at all like ghost stories and legends and myths, you know, like, there's there is the history of the region and yeah, everything a, that comes with it. Culmination. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Story. Jesus. Yeah, it, it it informs all of that in some way or another. You know, yeah. sometimes like a very minute, you know, way, or sometimes in in a really big way where it's like slaps you in the face. Yeah. You know? Ugh, God. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, they. I mean, there's a, there's a plaque outside, kind of talking about the story. So I don't know if it's leaning into the legend for like monetary reasons or if there is an actual like trying to recognize the the history i don't probably a little both yeah maybe a little column a column b kind of museums kind of work that way yeah that's true kind of get you to come in and know about stuff that you shouldn't do again (laughs) (laughs) also it's terrible and we need money for the lights so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very true man yeah yeah, it was, it was cool. There were some there were some cool stories. I I had thought about doing a cryptid, but I figured we'd just stick with ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Did you read about the white thing? No, white thing. <laughs> it's like this this like kind of newly famous cryptid. It's like not that old, but it's like a pretty famous one in Alabama called the white thing. White thing. And it's got to be thing, of course. You know? Okay. So it's described uh, as either. <laughs> it's, it's so it's like a it's this white haired creature. And it's either described as sort of like a Bigfoot, like an albino Bigfoot, or it's described as having a kangaroo-like body with, yeah. like, a cat head. Oh, my God. Look what? at this. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, shit. Sorry. It's one of the worst Photoshop jobs. We have to post this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the one I, I saw. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah, oh unfortunately I didn't get into the white thing, but it is very funny. Look up it has its own Facebook group. Oh okay. Well I gotta get so in it's on legit. that. Yep, there are people oh. who actually try to hunt the white thing. Are you guys oh. gonna do Yetis and Sasquatches at some point? Uh, oh. I don't know, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll do it for a creature feature. I guess we'll sometime. have to. Yeah. Because yeah. you know like every single state has a different name for their own squatch. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> In Missouri, it's called Flor- Momo. Florida Florida oh, no, Skunk yeah. Ape. Yeah, yeah. Skunk Ape, yep. yeah. No, Florida Skunk Ape, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So it's wonderful. Right. Yeah. In well, Iowa, I'm sure his name is just like Tim. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Some call me Tim. <laughs> <laughs> the woe beast. <laughs> yeah, so there was some fun stuff, yeah, but uh yeah, it was cool. Yeah. That's yeah, that's Alabama. amazing. I I can't get enough of this Photoshop job. <laughs> 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 my god. <laughs> it's like I I can imagine if I showed my grandma if she were alive, a, a picture of that, because she didn't know what Photoshop is. If I showed her that and been like, this is a real thing running around Alabama, she'd be like, hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> what are they putting in the water? <laughs> you know, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's like I, I went over to my mom's and I showed her the face, the face swap thing old pictures and she kept oh, yeah. trying to tell me which old actress the photo was, <laughs> never realizing that it was me. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, parents yeah. and technology. You got to love it. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time before somebody tries a face swap on that window. <laughs> 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 They're going to get canceled by Twitter for sure. Oh, 100%. Uh, but wouldn't it be But fun? it's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of fun, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Take ghost, face, ghost faces. Ghost face reswap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the faces of Bama's. You could totally reface that. <laughs> you guys ever heard of faces of Bama's? Huh. Mm. It's um, 
I think it's in Spain, possibly. Oh, I have that house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, this old woman um, one day saw, like, a face appear on the floor of her her house. So she, like, scrubbed it and cleaned it, and it reappeared. And then other faces Ooh. started to appear all over the house. Like in the woodwork or like... Uh, like yeah. I think it was like a dirt floor, like a stone floor possibly. Okay. And um, yeah, but more would appear and they would shift and change and appear and disappear. Do other people see them or was it just her? Yeah, yeah everybody could see okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a hoax. Yeah, it is a hoax. Yeah. But it was a cool story. It was know? really cool. It was a mystery for a long time. Oh, nice. But face swapping those would be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're all very crudely drawn. They're like... Yeah. They look like weird hellish faces. Yeah. I used to live in an apartment that was definitely super old. Like the apartment building itself was super old. And I don't know, you guys know me. I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to these kinds of things. But there was something wrong with that house. And nobody who ever came over, like even even people who are just like, yeah, whatever, you guys are crazy. No one ever left, like settled from this place. Yeah. And they had put up this, um, you know, shitty wood paneling that was really popular in the 80s. Oh, yeah. My grandma's house was covered in it, too. But there, for some reason, all of the wood knots in the cheap wood paneling were horrifying faces. And when we moved in, I was just like, well, God, why did I not notice this when we signed Mm -hmm. a lease? Jesus Christ. It was horrifying, yeah. That's pretty... You'll never have hot water! (laughs) 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 It's just like saying everything that's wrong with the place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Faulty wires. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck plugging in your television. (laughs) If it has a smell you will never find. There's tree roots growing into your pipes. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I create my landlady was like a ghost story in herself. Oops, sorry, move the mic. She's like a ghost story in herself, and she like showed up outside our apartment one night. She's super old, and she showed up outside one evening with a in a nightgown. <laughs> No, that would have made it at least a little less unsettling. Yeah. But she just stood outside of our apartment in this white nightgown, and we just watched her from the kitchen window while she just screamed at us. What the fuck? <laughs> I I think that maybe we she was a ghost, and we rented an apartment from her, and the rest is just neither of here course. nor there. Sure. The ghostly yeah. landlady. Yeah. yeah, we've seen it before. It's like our landlords, like they might as well be ghosts, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because they all live out of state and collect a ridiculous amount of rent money? Yeah, and then and then don't give a shit because they're not in proximity to the problem. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. nice. Fun. That sounds like an evil spirit to me. <laughs> yeah, malicious, some would say. <laughs> we need to purge them. Let's pretend if we, you know, if we ever try to get evicted, I don't know why we would, but we'll just pretend that when they come over that they're just ghosts. <laughs> what was that? Did you feel something? It got colder over here. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the door just opened. <laughs> I smell a terrible foul smell. Do you, do you smell sulfur? <laughs> you smell sulfur? <laughs> well, uh, I guess we and should Then we throw them in the spite hole. Yeah, <laughs> throw them in the spite hole. Hashtag spite hole. Hashtag spite hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should do socials. Uh, speaking of social media stuff. Oh, yes. 
Everyone's st- you're staring at me, so I guess. No, no, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna do banjo noises. Boom, <laughs> Woo! You can find us on Facebook at Under the Pendulum Podcast. <laughs> Instagram at Under Pendulum Podcast. <laughs> at Twitter. At Pendulum underscore pod. Oh, creative. And y'all can find all our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the iHeart the Radio app. I can never say that one. Or almost anywhere else you listen to your pods. Ooh, you're on iHeart Radio? Yep. Look at you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, it, it turns out it's actually not that hard to get on. You're <laughs> 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 just going to let anybody on nowadays. <laughs> Don't say that. We're we're special. Yeah, we are. We're special. We're good enough. We're smart enough. Doggone it. People, People like will us. like us. They will like us. <laughs> we'll make them like us. <laughs> just stay in the game. From what I've from what I've seen, like if you're doing it independently, just make as many episodes as you can and keep talking until they come to <laughs> plug your mic. Oh, we will. We will. I'll keep talking. <laughs> well, you can find me, Heather, on Facebook, Heather Thomas, Instagram, h.n.thomas, Twitter, at Heather W. Thomas. And you can hear some of my narrations on Creepy Tales to Terrify, Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, and The Wicked Library. You just put one out recently, right? Yes, I did. Yep, one went out on Tales to Terrify. Oh, well, which one was it? It's called Room Prayer for BRV oh, by okay. Dan McClethwaite. Nice. Yes. It's a more of a fantasy type story. Cool. It's pretty cool. Excited to listen to that one, yeah. yeah. Exciting. Uh, you can find me on Instagram by searching or by searching for wait Christopher Weber thirteen V because I was saying it wrong. I was just telling or I just said it last time. I, I had been saying my Instagram handle wrong for twenty eight <laughs> episodes. Yeah. yeah, you know you win some, you lose some. Yeah, no, it's a learning no. curve. Yep. <laughs> so Instagram Christopher Weber thirteen V and Facebook by searching for Christopher Weber. And you can find Caitlin at Frothy Star Dog on Instagram. And Emily, do you need to want to plug anything? I have no show. I've never heard of you people. Why am I here? No. I'm at, so you can find me on Facebook at Emily SB. If you want to follow the show on Facebook, it is Everyday Lies Podcast. Um, you can email us at everydaylies.pod gmail. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram at everydaylies.pod, and you can also follow me if you want at dog hair sweater. And oh, our Tumblr page is also everydaylies.pod, so you can find our sources and stuff when you inevitably make it over to the sister show. Heck yeah. Tumblr, man. I haven't been on Tumblr in yeah, a hot minute. That's awesome. I know. I was just like, what's the right platform for Tumblr? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we should get a Tumblr? Maybe so. Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm, I haven't, like, I know I should get on Twitter, but I'm so reluctant. Can't it's... I hire somebody for this? Yes. If anyone's interested in doing pro bono social media work for us, please drop us a line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> If anybody want, like, I will bake you cookies. Oh, yes, I could mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah we we'll pay Absolutely. you in snacks. I'll make you stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Give you I've bones. got bone things. Oh, yeah, yeah bones, we've got yes. bone things mm-hmm, we would mm-hmm. barter for. 100% accurate. We you, all have plenty of bones. Or to you give. know what? Even advice. 
Oh, yes. Uh, Advice. Yes. Because mm-hmm. no one likes to do free work. So, yes, if you I have any suggestions, that. please. That's a good one. We are completely DIY here. So, like, we're not making any money. <laughs> and actually, I am, we are in the hole. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's a lot of fun. We have, we have Yeah, we have but, a lot of fun. Yeah, but no, we, uh, yeah, we, we totally fund this ourselves completely. Yep. Yeah. So, we should probably all have a Patreon should probably name the endeavor of the studio or whatever so that we could put up a Patreon and ask people for that <laughs> solid $8 we need. Oh, for like sweet, sweet $8. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back with another episode, and we'll see you next time. Spidal, bitch. Spidal, 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 bitch. Spidal, bitch. <laughs>